From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weldons and Mark Tapp. New River Valley, welcome to another edition of AM Hodgepodge. I'm Mark Tapp here with Keith Weltons, and we've got a, a surprise guest this morning. We got a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's funny because we one of them's such a surprise, I don't even know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got a couple of segments, and there's always that. Well, one of them's the beginning, and it's not Bill Ross. There's another voice on there. And then we have another segment, which we're going to ask the voice of that to uh, participate a little bit with us too but first of all before we get going i want to congratulate you you oh wow what what for i like your truck do you yeah well thanks yeah i i uh so sweet yeah thanks i i was i was lucky enough to find a really good deal on a on a nice truck well that's the nice part about family yeah so when a family member says me i don't i don't have that much use for it anymore when you do you're able to yeah, and he, you know, he took great care of it, and the guy that bought it before him took great care of yeah. it. So I feel like I'm, I almost got a brand new truck. Now, are you gonna have to push mow his lawn for the next ten years, or no? But I did, I did say, you know, if you ever need a truck, <laughs> <laughs> if you need a truck, I'll let you borrow your That's your right. old one back. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, what's weird is uh, when I'll you keep do, the seat settings, the auto seat settings, <laughs> so right. that they'll work for you. When you buy a truck from a family member. It's not – you don't refer to it as the truck. Mm. You you refer to it as their truck. Right. So it's still Mike's truck. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, we'll change that. It'll probably change. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and – uh, we talked about it. We're going to go ahead and modify that. That's I'm going to help. That's right. I'm going to do everything my dad said not, not to do. Not to do. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, well, welcome, everybody. That's Mark Tapp. This is Keith Weltons. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. And then uh, our first segment – we normally talk about beer, and we have, is it ball over beer? Yeah. Yeah, ball over beer, and we're going to play that game here in a little bit. And then in our second segment, we're looking forward to try to bring in uh, another guest here from the studio who's kind of pointed uh, the, the studio, actually in a different direction. I think it's it's a breath of fresh air, and so really kind of want to get his uh, take on a couple things. And we're going to go ahead and play a game with him, too, which is the Mark Tap favorite <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather? Would you rather? Is it really my favorite? Yeah. Right. yeah. You now, didn't know that? Now, off, off air, we that. played another game of the Would You Rather, and it's the most commonly one, which is, would you rather get kicked in the male parts or would you rather give birth as far as the pain threshold? And science has said it's inconclusive. They both are very painful. Yeah. But you have to – so when, you have to sort of – One's an exacerbated pain and one is extreme sharp pain. Right, and and the next question is, well, okay, if I chose, let's say I chose childbirth, mm-hmm. do I have to take the nine months before it too? Yeah, right. See, that's it. I mean, there's all sorts of things. It's just that that immediate receptor uh, on that. Most people would would just rather rip it off like a band aid. In fact, there's a song that's got that in there. Yeah, right. Break up with them. So anyway, we'll do that, and uh, we'll have a good time with it. But that being said. 
there has been quite a bit of beer news recently. So, did we talk about the Miller Lite ice pops? We did. Ice cream pops. Yeah. Okay. So, I've been the, seeing those um, posts all uh, over dive the place. Bar. Yeah, the dive bar. That's... Uh... I saw that. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I remember you so, talking about that. It's got caramel swirl. Yeah. It's got peanuts in it. Correct. It's got a little smoke flavor. My biggest issue is the cost because for like a pack of six, it's $36. It, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I could go <laughs> and, and to a dive bar and spend Now, is it actually at the grocery store? Hook. No. You have okay. to order it. Uh, it's oh. boozypops.com. Okay, yeah. so that what they'll do is they'll ship it in dry ice then and all that in order to get it to you, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so that's there's some definitely expenses yeah. involved in that. My guess is if they threw that into the grocery store, it would be a tough it'd be a tough sell. I I kind of like want to pull the trigger on ordering it just because I'm intrigued about the uh what the packaging looks like. You're the second person like, to did it today to to say that you're sort of on the fence. You're just about to pull the trigger and I and I personally It's not going to be good. I'm like 99% sure it's Mm -hmm. not going to be a pleasant experience, Mm -hmm. but it it would be an experience. Mm -hmm. Now that voice that we'll go ahead and introduce him, that's Big Nate. Of course, he's half Nate now. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, you're half Nate from when we we first were chasing around two toddlers. (laughs) Yeah. My mother-in-law always asks the same thing as well. It feels better though, doesn't it? Chasing around two toddlers, it's exhausting. Yeah, but it's does, fun. Yeah, but doesn't it feel better to have a little bit of the some of the weight off? Yeah. Yeah. Do you sleep better at night? Uh I've never really slept well. Okay. Um solid six hours. Six hours. Well, that's actually pretty good. I can wake you up every thirty minutes if you'd like. <laughs> or is that the kids kids do periodically? Actually the kids are great. Uh ever since even when Harper was born, shortly after being born, he slept through the night. Mm-hmm. Pretty much immediately, they both love their sleep. Yeah, you have actually. wonderful, wonderful kids. I mean, their their uh, personality uh, really is uh, terrific. It's th- it's the trick to continue to have more. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's my understanding <laughs> as well. We're gonna get potty training done, and because that's what we're doing right now. And yeah, hey, buddy, we'll get that. Done. How's that going? Talk. Actually, uh, it, it, Harper's taken to it. Evie might be too young. It, yeah, she she likes the. Uh, concept behind wearing the big girl underwear uh-huh. but she's just not great at communicating hey i've got to go to the bathroom yeah yeah so it's still a work in progress but <laughs> we're definitely uh like we had no accidents yesterday so uh we're doing pretty good yeah that's awesome that's awesome so we're gonna go ahead and talk about additional beer news then besides the pops yeah it's interesting you said uh that they ship them in Dry uh, ice. Dry ice. Mm-hmm. And, and dry ice. Did you know that dry ice was made with CO2? I do. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, maybe I had heard it or something, but I, but I didn't know it. So uh, that is going to be a, in short supply. Correct. Um, Hence the $36 for uh, maybe. pops. Yeah. Uh, and and certainly there's, there's some fear that – there's going to be a beer shortage. Yeah, it's uh, within the uh, supply chain. You've received notices already uh, for for the short for the, the potential shortages, and a lot of it has to do with. I think there was basically two grades of CO two. There was like a food grade, yep. and then there's a medicinal or our beverage grade, whatever it may be. But there's a, a channeling of those down to be 
I guess, cross-board or a higher grade for all of the uh, uh, uses. And because of that, that choke down, you're having supply issues. Now, vendors who have looked longer term and understand that there's going to be a hiccup in a, uh, in the process, they're quickly assuring their uh, regulars that they'll have plenty of supply. It's the folks who are trying to sign new contracts or expand. So if you, if you use whatever the term is, right, feet, cubic, inches, tons, I don't know, but whatever that is, if you use that, they'll, they'll assure you that you can have that. But if you have plans to expand or use more, that's where they don't know if they'll be able to get it. So it's not actually increasing in cost per se. It's the fact that they don't have additional capacity due to this choking down. Now that's my oh, high, yeah. high high level kind of choke down. Is that kind of what you understand? Yeah, yeah. So there's um, actually one of the things that I did not know. So CO two is a byproduct of the fertilizer industry, right? But it's also a byproduct of ethanol. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So ethanol usage has dropped, right? Um, and and the fertilizer industry is has cut back on the amount of fertilizer that it's producing because of the natural gas cost right that has and and certainly we're about to see some rationing in Europe where a good deal of the fertilizer comes from um, and so those two things are are impacting co2 and then on top of that there was a recent contamination uh, in one of the Mississippi plants right. And so, to to your point, that food grade CO two was no longer usable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of this is is compounding to the to the extent that I think Tyson Foods actually issued a, a an emergency status warning last week for their food uh, processing plants. Yeah, that they they're on the edge of not having enough CO two, and I, I think they use that for packaging. Certainly, they use Correct. it for for the the ice, uh, but they also use it. To euthanize. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and 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 if, is that the right term? Yeah. Yes. yeah, and in someone like their their industry, what they're trying to do, which is uh, when you see people, well, we know how this works, right? If you get your budget gets a little tighter, you tend to throttle down on maybe the products that you'll buy. So you might actually switch to more. Um, prepared meals. What I mean by that is like frozen things like yeah. this, grocery store style versus potentially going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Those will be delivered in a refrigerated truck. But to, to Mark's point, when you get those prepared meals like that, and they're all being bought at home, that's a different. That's a different thing. So they're they're uh, what that will tell you quickly is that those companies, Tyson's. The Hormels or Crafts, I can't give you all the names, but you guys know who they are, right? Kroger brand or Foodline brand or Walmart brand, doesn't matter. They're going to be looking to increase capacity as far as the number of meals that they can prepackage. And that's going to put, that's where they're going to stress is they're not going to have potentially capacity. Yeah, uh, to and, to expand to meet that, yeah. and then you're gonna have empty freezers. And, and to that, it's point, gonna look like a depression. Yeah, that's exactly right. To that point, uh, I read an article that uh, Volkswagen is actually, and I'm sure that all the auto manufacturers are doing this because they can see the shortage of glass coming up mm-hmm. because of the natural gas problems. Uh, 
they're stocking up on their glass, right. which then impacts the bottling industry for, for breweries or any other Correct. beverage uh, and, and creates a shortage, a, a, a greater shortage right. for those industries because I would imagine that the uh, auto glass is going to So does that create an opportunity at – this is where we get to, to use our mail thinking – Glance. Well, mine is being, first of all, I'm having a founder's solid gold. Yeah. And so I'm using that. And you're having a Star I, I Hill, the, oh, the Rio, right? Yep. Yeah. The, the Star Hill Rio Margarita goes. Yeah, we had that last time. That was good. Yeah. And um, what are you having? Uh, water. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so Mark and I will probably be right on this, and you'll be wrong on this. Do you think that the uh, – uh, power plants who use natural gas as part of their overall production are they helping to create the product and or helping to uh, reduce shortages through their process of natural gas use I would do you, do you think so. that's the case i would think so um, like if we're connecting dots here and we understand how the co2 is cap is is done right so processing mm-hmm can they process it through the burning of natural gas at a power plant in order to create electricity so that people don't have to burn gas in their car? No. No? He says no. Do you <laughs> think yes or no? I think so. He thinks so. I think so. So you think the natural gas I'm asking. Yeah, I don't think no. I'm asking. I don't think they can read if you're if you're asking, are they sort of adjusting to can the situation? They adjust? I don't know that they can retool that. Yeah, quick. can they adjust? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you mean we've created another problem? It's just an ongoing mess. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the, I was having a conversation with uh, Dan over at the chamber uh, this morning, actually, and and uh, the pr- the problem is that most of this could be resolved very, very quickly and very easily if we just got. Um, all of the politicians out of the way. Yeah, just get out of the way. Everybody. Send them all to, 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 to Taiwan for yeah. three weeks. Globally. Yeah. There, it's just a mess. Yeah. And, and we were – it's hard to believe that society was operating on that thin razor's edge for, for the last 20 years. Yeah. You know? And then suddenly something breaks and everything breaks yeah. all at the same time. I, uh, I've been watching this uh, series on uh, – and you – get queued up because we're getting ready to go into this. But I've been watching this series on the History Channel called uh, The Colosseum. And uh, so it talks about the Colosseum in Rome, and it winds in the uh, centuries or the decades and the decline of Rome. And uh, if, if you want to if, if you want to feel uh, bad, watch it. Yeah, because it's, it's just – you know, it goes back to uh, history it's, repeating It's completely itself. foreshadowing yeah. all of it, yeah. like a hundred percent. Dawn of time. It's all. For, it's all foreshadowing to either solve yeah. or collapse. Yeah, and it's foreshadowing. This thing was just made in 2022, and it's foreshadowing now. And I know that they're not that they're actually watching a lot of the things, so not even giving you the full uh, unbridled truth because I'm sure that they have to watch what they say no different than everybody else and it's still like you can't miss it yeah you can't miss it all right you ready yeah we're getting ready for ball over beer all right now that sexy voice on that ball over beer that's you Nate. 
I, right. I could have just done this live. All right. All right. Now, <laughs> now wait a second. Yeah. Let I me can't hear do the gla- Gary Glitter portion. Oh, okay. that's right. That's right. Now, today is not ball over beer. It's bull over beer. Bull over bull beer. Bull over beer. All right. Okay? okay. All right. So, we're going to talk about bullfighting and we're going to talk about bull riding. Deal? Okay. So, first of all, bull fighting. I should tell you that I have a great uncle who is in the um, Cowboy Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs. That's awesome. <laughs> that that right there is something that I'll lead into at the end. All right. So bull fighting was created in approximately in, sometime in the 1100s in Spain. And bull riding was 1600s in Mexico. Okay? Yeah. Matadors are the fighters in Spain. And of course the bull riders are in the rest of the world. Right. One, approximately two matadors are killed every year in the fighting in Spain. That seems low. Yeah, I know. And about 1.6, so less than two, die in rodeo deaths. So how many matadors year. are actually performing a year? I don't know. I don't have that. I only have three minutes. Two. They just have to find two. <laughs> but here's what I was going to let you know. <laughs> they both. Here's what I want to let you know. 100% of the bulls that fight are killed. So okay. even if the bull wins, that bull is killed. Sure. Oh, what a ridiculous sport. Yeah, that's terrible. But bull, it's uh, it's not wasted. No, it's not. That's entertainment. It's, true, yeah. it's Coliseum. Well, and it's Amber. This, oh, this is interesting. This is Coliseum. What you just said about the thing, see, now we're, we're, it's like yeah. it's all back. Yeah. It's a great insight. I get it. All right. So, Coliseum's being blah, blah. All right. CrossFit is the way in which the fighters and riders train today. Hmm. Would you have guessed that? No. no. Okay. Why wouldn't you? I kind of think you just go to a farm and practice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the I've reason I've never why, seen a man in cowboy boots at a CrossFit. Yeah. Place. The reason why CrossFit <laughs> has been done is because it, to create a lean and more agile body in order to be able to withstand the either time frame to slay a bull or how long do you have to stay on a bull to be a perfect ride? 11 seconds. I, I think. Or eight. seven. Eight. eight. Hey, if you Fun. can get on there, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you've already won right. in my book. Okay. So I'm going to finish with this because this is a fast segment, right? And it's more about stats than anything else. The average uh, LeBron, uh, the average, what do you think the average bull rider makes per minute? If it's an eight-second ride, that's a perfect ride. You just fell off. How much would they make per minute if they could ride for a minute straight? What does the average bullfighter make? Per minute? I mean, bull rider. 500 bucks. I don't, I don't oh, per think... minute. So you got to. Oh, Is our man. song already done? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, because you guys You want me to. Here. Start over? Yeah, this is this is actually good. And then you're going to go into this last song on the way out. And you'll know why I picked it here in a minute. Okay. So why? what is the average wage that they would make per minute if it was an eight-second ride, obviously, divided this into is, a minute? This is all all salary levels. Correct. Combined. So Just the bull riders. Uh, average per minute. If they did it per minute. Because we always break things down to, like, hourly wage mm. and minute wage and, you know— Bill Gates makes X per second. I'm going to say, oh, 500,000. 500,000 per minute. Wow. I think 500. 500. All right. It's 1,600 per minute. Okay. Man. 
I was way off. Yeah, sixteen. <laughs> Price is right rules. I win. <laughs> so if they could ride that bull for a complete minute, it would equate to roughly sixteen hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. the average. I was thinking they would. They were making more money. Yeah, the average bull rider makes sixty five thousand dollars a year. Ugh. Okay. That's way right. less than I thought. Wonder what they're just uh, for comparison packages. Yeah, <laughs> just just for comparison, the top bull rider in the world makes about thirty two hundred dollars per minute. So, roughly twice that. That's well. I guess you know if you so love the, it. Then but here's you do the thing: it, the average bull rider doesn't participate. The, the the best bull rider doesn't participate in the the in all of the. They have to earn enough points in order to go to the championships. Yeah. And so they, everyone earns those, but and the championships is where you earn the real money. Yeah. Okay, so last one. LeBron James, by comparison, if the average bull rider is 1,600 and the largest is 3,200, LeBron James is $11,979 per minute. Huh. Well, now, he, admittedly, I'm not sticking up for the guy, but admittedly, he he's doing a lot more training, training and playing. Think than so? Those guys. Oh yeah. Okay. Way more. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they they just got to crossfit. <laughs> yeah. And show up on a Saturday afternoon yeah. and ride a bull for. Right. I don't even think you need to train. Four seconds. Right. Give me a couple beers. I'm good. <laughs> right. So do you know who Lane Frost is? I'll, I wonder. You know what would be really cool to find out? You're just I've, killing me, man. I'm sorry, but I bet the bulls are making more money than the. Than the riders. That's not the no. It's not but, true. Lane, do you know who Lane Frost is? No. Do you? No. Okay. Lane Frost died in Cheyenne, Wyoming, at the age of thirty-six, and when he died, he died on a bull. He was thrown off after a perfect ride. He jumped off, and the bull turned Ooh. and hit him with the corner of just the the tip of his horn, yeah. and severed an artery, and um, he died moments later. In the thing, yeah, um, thirty-six years old, considered one of the best, if not the best, riders of all time. The final bull that he rode, Fu Manchu. No, because I actually was trying to find that. It's taking care of business Ooh. was what he was killed on. And on our way out well, of this yeah. segment, we're going to go ahead and listen to. And he died. He died in Cheyenne, Wyoming. The person we're getting ready to hear a song from, his name is Luke Bell. And he just passed. Yeah. He was born uh, the year uh, that Lane Frost was inducted into the Hall of Fame, 1990. In Cody, Wyoming is where he was raised. So where one died, the other one was raised. Mm. And this gentleman just passed and was considered one of the up-and-coming singers within the honky-tonk and uh, scene. Yeah. He and was considered the real deal. The real deal. Yeah. So we're going to play a song of his on the way out, conveniently called The Bullfighter. I get loud and I get mad and I get tough and I get sad. I'll tangle with the horns like a Spaniard in the pit. I'm here to play for blood boys and I'll be 